Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Other People's Shoes, a podcast about simply getting to know other people's perspectives and views on anything and everything. I'm your host, Richard, otherwise known as Rival, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Werner and Chris, aka Piglet. Today, with the outbreak of coronavirus and the odd scarcity of toilet rolls, I was hoping to speak to my mates about what they would do if they had run out of toilet paper. So, guys, uh, yeah, let's just get this started. All right, man, this one hits me real hard because I've just been triggered nonstop going to the shops, my dude. Like, ask anyone when I'm going to the shops and the toilet paper aisle's empty, I'm skitzing it out here, man. And seriously, if I'm ever doing a shit and I look to the left and there's no toilet paper, what am I going to do? Great question. Because I'm not a fan of tissue paper, man, because tissue paper is too soft. Because, you know, when you're out doing a shit and you wipe your ass with tissue, if that finger pokes through the tissue, damn, that's like nasty on a whole different like range of levels because you get shit on your finger. You don't want to finger your own ass. <laughs> it's some shit. So I don't know, man. I'm not touching the tissue. Oh, it's, but, we're talking about the normal tissue, right? The face tissue. Yeah, face tissue, man. Not Not like toilet paper and shit, you know. And that gets me on some other shit, man. Like, are you guys the folding type or the scrunching type? <laughs> what? I didn't know you could scrunch toilet paper and wipe your ass with it. So you're the folding you're type. The folding type. I'm the folding type. Yeah, man. All I fold right. it like by hand. So when I take <laughs> a, a roll, uh, I yeah, I measure it by my hand. So you know, you do the hand like the, the the width of your hand, and then you fold, and then you fold, and then it's free sheet. All right, wins. Bro, I'm a born scruncher, hey. Yeah, hard, me too, man. Folding types are just weird, man. Like, what ain't the- nobody got time to be folding toilet paper all nice and normal. All right, I got three sheets. All right, size of my hand. And- what? That doesn't make what? Wait, so- you, can, you can hit different angles, like, when you scrunch it, like, compared to... Hard, man, hard. That's what? Wait, wait. Let me, let me just take this stuff back. So I'm the only folder. <laughs> yeah, you are. You know anyone with patience, what? It's like what? Okay, my picture of scrunching, all right, is you're just grabbing a bowl of, like you're just grabbing a handful of toilet paper and then you're just scrunching it by crushing it in your hand and then wiping your ass with it. Man, you're not crushing it and shit. You're just like, it's like as Werner said, man. You need shit that just gets all the angles, you know. So, like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> it's not like you're not scrunching it's it into the ball. That's ratchet, dude. You're like kind of. I don't know, like scratching it a tiny bit. You're not squashing it. Wins, you know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> talking, like, you know, okay, I don't think a folder can, can, can um, understand. So, yeah, like you scrunch it a little bit. It's not to the point where it's like destroyed scrunch or whatever, or like so small, but you just scrunch it just a little bit. So then you sort of have leverage and you can use it and control it whatever angles you want to go. Wins, I've literally never heard anyone say it so perfectly. That is literally why we scrunch it. Is this like, are we talking like, like, okay, the way I'm picturing it is like a scrunchie, you know, the, the stuff that people, like girls wrap around their hair or something at the back. Yeah. Like that scrunchie, like. All right, put it this way. Grab toilet paper, right? And then just squish it. Like don't squash the shit, but just squish it with your fingertips, right? And whatever shape that makes, that's what's going in your ass. How many sheets are you using? Bruh, I don't know. I don't count the shit. Like, it's too psychotic to be like one sheet, two sheet, three sheets, four. Like, no one does that, bruh. I just grab the paper and scrunch Chris, you the might shit. have to change, but like, if you're really worried about toilet paper, you, maybe you might have to take the conservative approach and take it. That's time. my point. Like, that's why I'm skitzing it when I go to the shops because, bruh, I like to use some toilet paper, eh? Like, what? I don't want my fingers to go through the sheets and, you know. Are you scared that, like, you know, um, like, you're going to clog the toilet? Yeah, there's a risk of that. I'm not going to lie. It depends Uh, on the toilet make as well. Considering that um, I actually work at a gym, I know which, like, tiny toilets can actually handle a little bit better because I don't know how many toilets I've unblocked in my life. I can say I'm a plumber, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, bro. (laughs) But like, yeah, it depends on the toilet. Honestly, some of them can actually take a lot more than how it is. But if it's a cheap, if it's sort of like a cheap make, then it actually makes it a lot more difficult. So, Rival, yeah, um, I agree with Wins. To be honest, Rival, I don't think like I don't think I think it's still the same volume that you're throwing in anyway. Like, you know, it would fold or not. So, 
Yeah. I, I, for me personally, like, oh, man, this sounds too personal. <laughs> just, I don't even know how like, I got you. Good job, Chris. It's just <laughs> like, like too personal. Like this is like your toilet etiquette. <laughs> um, but like, I, I like, I got a fear of like the toilet being like clogged. And so I flush twice. In other words, like I flush when I, I, you know, do my business and then I flush after I wipe my ass. Right. You are a proper psychopath. Like I've learned you on a whole new level. The log hits. Ah, rewind, rewind, rewind. Do you boys line the toilet? Now, this one's heaps personal, but I'm going to say line? it anyway. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Like, not, not line the toilet. Not line the toilet seat. I'm saying, do you chuck some paper down there before you shit? Because <laughs> you try to avoid the splashback. Yes, I do that. <laughs> my dude, my dude. All right, cool. Wins. Nah, bro. I don't have time nah, for that either. Dude, I can't. So you just love that. that shit, just going splashing down on the water and just going right up your ass. You like that? Yeah, it's like sort of like cleaning, you know, in the process. Nah, look, I feel like, man, I feel like the the water is like contaminated as shit. Yeah, like, hard. I gotta, I gotta, you know, you gotta avoid that splashback. Well, yeah, that right. contamination is coming from your ass anyway. So if you think about it, all the feces and all the matter, unless using a public toilet, then you know, different story. I'll, I'll give you a fun fact, and this is a, a true thing that I I learned. Um, so people were asking, and this is related. Um, so like, you know, you wipe your ass and sometimes you wipe your ass too many times and you, you know, you, you bleed or whatever. People wonder, like, you know, obviously if you get cut and you, you know, touch something foul and it gets infected, it's, it's, it gets quite serious, right? On the, on the hands or in a cut, an open wound, something like that. But. People are wondering, well, how come that doesn't happen if your butthole gets, you know, cut open when you're wiping too much? How come that doesn't get infected? So a fun fact on that is that uh, your body's immune system is uh, different in different areas of your body. Oh, really? Yeah. So, for instance, uh, because your 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 butt, well, I'll just say your your ass really is uh, used to dealing with that kind of uh, waste product or produce. It is naturally more immune to that kind of substance than it is to, let's say, uh, uh, and don't don't quote me fully on this because I don't know, but let's say like uh, I don't know a cut from the hand of an open air or some sort like that. It, it's more in tune with uh, resisting the bacteria from feces than it is with another cut, for instance. Okay. All right. That answers yeah. a lot. That puts away some of my fears. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- th- just as a fun fact on that. But what, what was the uh, going back? I was saying, was like, the... you know, you line it, right? So, okay, I just needed to make sure if you line it or not. So you're the type who does the shit. And then the shit drops and you flush. Then you wipe and you flush again. It depends because yeah. if I'm at like a public toilet, then I'll have to, obviously you want to clean the seat first, right? So it looks like yeah. it's already lined up properly. But if it's my own toilet, the comfort of my own home, nah, bro, let loose. I, I, <laughs> I do right. that regardless. And maybe I'm a germaphobe. I do it everywhere. All right. Man, like, I know you boys on your whole new level already. Okay, when you sell everyone else waste products, <laughs> um, processes, then you know, like we went from like one to a, zero to a hundred, like through these two podcasts already. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's why I feel like tissue just won't work, man. You just can't get that scrunch factor perfect the way toilet paper just gets those angles. Tissue don't do that, man. Exactly. She's just going to break and shit. Nah, it don't work. So Chris, what would I even use? I don't know, dude. Newspaper? Chris, Chris. Well, there's another question, bro. Like, okay, it's a little bit off topic, but like, what time do you have to go to the, um, the shops to get your like, toilet paper and stuff? Bro, I haven't found it yet. In over two weeks, haven't found it once. I've gone like during the day, I've gone late at night. I've gone literally five minutes before close, nothing. Okay. Because I've I managed to get 
like you know like a 12 pack or whatever like at Audi and stuff but I was there like at 8 10 in the morning it opened at 8 okay and then when I was there there was already roughly around 50 people bro and there was a lot of old people too so Oof. I pretty bad like you know old people trying to get toilet paper and stuff so when the doors open I didn't like push people out I just power walked it if people would sprint by me no no matter what you know all good and I just yeah took my time, picked my toilet paper and just went. But you see, that was like early in the morning, bro. Like there was like 50 people outside. So that's pretty I've got like eight rolls left. My dude, if worst comes to worst, yeah, I'm going to be the sprinter. I'm going to do a shit in Aldi, man. Wipe my ass in Aldi. <laughs> Have you thought about buying the, um, what's the thing that we were talking about, Rival? I don't want to say it on there because I'll probably bidet. say it. Uh, yeah, bidet, bidet. Bidet. yeah, maybe that's might be the investment, eh? Yeah, but shit's expensive, man. You got to like, you know, set up a new seat, plumbing and shit. And brah, I'm not comfortable with like water shooting up my ass, man. Like even when I was in Japan, oh, everyone was trying that shit. I'm like, nah, I'm going to pass on this one. I don't want no water shooting right up the asshole, man. That's, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. How about you, Rival? Like how are you going with the whole toilet paper, um, you know, fiasco? Well, my... Oh. Probably shouldn't say it on air, but I um, because J- J- I think Jet's listening. Hey, <laughs> oh yeah, gonna listen to this regardless. But uh, I think the fear is more because I I how do I put this? And I know I'm gonna get a lot of shit for it, but uh, I I'm quite generous with wiping my ass because I, as you can tell, I'm a kind of germaphobe, so. I wipe until like literally I know there's no shit there. <laughs> All right. Damn. Damn, like, I don't I don't want to sound so disturbing, but I don't want like skid marks or any shit like that on my underwear. <laughs> like I just can't I like it just the thought of it just like I just don't want that. So like I, I make it a very insistent thing where I, I just need to know that it's all clean down there. Yeah. Oh, crack up. That Whoa. just reminded me of something else, man. Did you hear about how when toilet paper started running out in stores, there was a truck, a delivery delivery truck in Queensland delivering urgent supplies of toilet paper to the Queensland shops and it, uh, it crashed and went on fire. Oh, um, yeah. And did you hear how <laughs> yeah, the police in an interview were like, you know, we're analyzing the skid marks to see <laughs> to see how it derailed off the road, <laughs> bro? You couldn't you couldn't script this. This is and brothers were like talking full serious. They they know what they were saying, bro. Yeah, they knew, man. They were trolling. That's so good. Well, you see, you see how much New South Wales police troll on the Facebook page. They, they go next level. Yeah, bro. God, that's true. It's actually pretty funny. But okay, I guess for me. Toilet paper isn't too much of an issue because I don't know if you ever heard of the Filipino way of doing it. We got a thing called the tapo. So the tapo is like a little, like sort of like a mini bucket that we fill up to water and then we use it to wash our butts. So whenever in the Philippines and stuff, oh, actually, no, really, I usually use toilet paper. But back in the days when I was a kid and in the early days in the Philippines, yeah, man, we had to just use a bucket of water and that used to be our way of cleaning ourselves. So that's why Filipinos are actually not that stressed when it comes to toilet paper. I don't know, Rival, if you ever had that experience, you know, growing up. But I know for me, that's why that's why I'm not too stressed, to be honest. Um, fair enough. Like, to be fair, when, I, when I've gone to Malaysia with Jet or um, when, I, when I have been to the Philippines when I was young, I've experienced that. It's very unusual for me since I've grown up in Australia a lot um, and I'm accustomed to using toilet paper so the whole feeling of using like a, a tabo is it's a bit unusual to me it's not as comfortable obviously so I'm just saying and on this point and bring it back um, coming from Chris's perspective which is going to be quite interesting let's say you do run out of toilet paper would you ever really consider using like a, a bucket of water to wipe your ass and stuff like that? Or are you just going to take a shower and just let shit just fly into the, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to be descriptive. So like, yeah, man, look, dude, I don't know <laughs> if worst, if, if I'm down on like my last, you know, sheet of paper, I'm like, fuck. 
Yeah, man, I would consider using that thing y'all use in the Philippines, man. I'll try that out. I'll just hit up a shower. I don't know, dude. Like, oh, man. He's going to have to use I've that got a, I've got good hand, bro. I've got an option for you, Chris. Bare hands, bro. Roman style. Oh, nah, bro. You got you to go with a double <laughs> nah, instead. Man, yeah. But anyway, bro, Chris, I think you should just buy it online and get it delivered, bro. I know it's going to yeah, be Yeah, like I'm going to have to money. do that. I'm going to have to do that. But if you have to pick between, you know, shower and a double or, you know, buy it online. But you have to be careful. If they drop it off and, you know, some neighbor just grabs yeah, it. you got to watch that, mate. GG. You live with housemates. All right. You yeah. Know, you might be scared that they'll take it. Oh, well, it's going to end up in the same toilet anyway. Oh, man. Okay, that's even more interesting. Hold on. Because you live in a house, like, you know, with housemates, is it like, who's job is it to fill in the toilet rolls or it was like when there's the last toilet roll are you guys all going to just start like punch on (laughs) (laughs) hasn't happened yet but i'm not gonna rule shit out (laughs) it's just it hasn't happened man because like as it's running low like whoever hits the shops up next just goes and buys it but normally we take turns fair enough fair enough yeah being an adult and shit whatever just to give you a heads up, by the way, for everyone who doesn't know what a double is, um, it literally is just a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It literally is a just bucket a bucket with it, like a sort of handle on it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> so think of like a like a mini thing, like a oh, what is say, like a saucepan, but like made out of plastic and yeah, made to you know. When I was in the Philippines, man, did they use that to like actually have a shower? Like you pour the water on like on top of yourself um, if there's no running water? This this is supposed to be a designated one for the toilet and a designated one for the shower. So you have a bucket for the shower and then thing. Yeah, man. Bro, that's too much, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I understand. That's what I used when I was over there. Actually, but you know what? When I was actually like, when I did like an immersion tour, so when I was actually living with the poor and stuff, that's all we had, bro. And um, funny enough, I was actually at a um, at a, like a what's it called a charity, like a sort of charity organization retreat, which I do that. And I was talking about the story yesterday about how I actually blocked all the toilets in the village. I mean, like, <laughs> like the first one to block it because um, yeah, because the water system wasn't that great, and um, everyone was laughing at me. Oh. I didn't block the whole village. I just blocked that particular one. And then after that, everyone else started blocking the toilets because, you know, <laughs> the size of our, like, a poo is, like, too big. So we have to actually, like, poo pellets and stuff, you know? And, <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, man. And it goes to show that, like, you know, look, we're so fortunate, bro, honestly. And, like, hard, man. yeah, like, after that, bro, when we made it to, like, outside the village and we went to a hotel, bro, I nuked out, like, no tomorrow, man. So. Oh, hard, man. Yeah. Bro, like, when I went to the Philippines, I was 18. I went with Giuseppe again. Shout out, Giuseppe. We stayed with his uncle. That was an eye-opener for me, man. That was a great trip, like, as a, as a teenager, just learning about life because I went over there and they had – they didn't really have, like, electricity at some parts of the day. Or was it running water? I'm not sure. Um, but they didn't definitely they didn't have running water for most parts of the day, so we had to use the bucket, all that sort of stuff. We were sleeping on the floor over there. Um, yeah, it was crazy, man. I arrived on New Year's Eve. It was like fireworks, like kids setting off fireworks Whoa, everywhere. That would have been amazing, like coming yeah, New Year's Yeah, it was Eve, really man. good, man. Um, we stayed in the ghetto. Like when I say ghetto, this was the most ghetto place I've ever been in, and it was crazy good, like crazy good. We played basketball there with the locals, man. Bruh, we were playing for money. I've never seen ballers that good, ever. <laughs> like, they're the best bro. ballers I've ever seen. Because they were playing for real money, man. Kids were turning up with like plastic bags with water inside tied up because they didn't have water bottles. Yeah. And, you know, they would just poke a, like, a hole through it, drink it, man, whooping our ass. We lost so much money on that court, but it's crazy good. And they, they had the best courts back. ever. Oh, no, we never made it back, man. No, I mean, never... you made it in, I remember you, you and Giuseppe were beating everyone in Tekken in the arcades, though, right? So. Oh, yeah, we were smashing, uh, not Tekken, um, Time Crisis, man. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, we were smashing Time Crisis here in Australia when we went over to the Philippines because no one's spending money at the arcade, dude. Arcades were empty. Like, who's got money to go and spend at the arcade? You know, you'd rather buy food with that. So when we were at the arcade, it was completely empty. So we were dominating time crisis. And like there was, I would say at one point, there was like 50 to 100 people like standing around us just watching because no one plays it. 
<laughs> it's a spectacle. Yeah, it was crazy. All good rival. I know we went a bit off topic, bro. But yeah, no, no, no. It's all cool. It's uh, it's quite interesting because I wanted to bring it back to um, basically like all these third world countries. Uh, when you look back at this whole crisis with the toilet papers, um, you kind of realize that it's more of a luxury item than it is necessity. Um, just hence why I, I was quite interested in kind of pitching this to us really in, in terms of what happens if we did run out of toilet paper, what would we resort to and how like our third world country experiences have kind of played a part on that. At the end of the day, we still have soap and disinfectant, man. So, you know, if you want to get real ghetto with it, know, just man. go like full hands with it. Like, <laughs> you got to be careful because all that is flying off the shelves now as well. True. That's true. Um, I, I recall not that something I would encourage people to do, but uh, uh, when I was at work, um, People were doing their business at work instead or trying to time their shit patterns with uh, work <laughs> hours, which is fine, whatever, you know, no harm. But um, what I found interesting when I was at work was people were stealing the toilet rolls from the work uh, yeah. stalls. And to me, that's even more kind of, uh, how do I put it? Like the way I think, think of it is if I run out of toilet paper at home, then I just go to the shower or some shit, right? But if I run out of toilet paper at work, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. You can't what do anything. What do you do? Like, yeah, you're, you're literally fucked. You start wiping your ass with your underwear or. Um, yeah, you're free balling up in that bitch. Like, underwear's <laughs> off, socks are off, whatever. <laughs> whatever it takes, dude. You're fucked. <laughs> Maybe you should buy some pads, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. The pads will go next, bro. You never know. But I remember someone telling me a joke about how to wipe your ass with one sheet of toilet paper. You're kidding. <laughs> You're, lost, You're kidding. I'm a scrunchie. Right. Never, bro. It's a joke, okay? But I don't know. I see it, it, there's some logic to it, just to, to put it on a funny note. Um, so basically, you uh, you... <laughs> Poke a hole through the middle of the toilet paper. I don't like where this is going. And <laughs> me too, bro. <laughs> and and it, like you rip a small circle, enough for your finger. <laughs> I really don't like where this is going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say you kind of where I'm going with the the the, the finger and. In, in the hole. I, I get it. Like some of the boys getting excited. Like TK's listening to this. He's like, oh yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, you just threw TK under the bus now. <laughs> That's not even me, bro. Shout out, TK. Then uh, let's just say that last piece, that little circle of toilet paper that you have left is for the fingernails. <laughs> and let's just oh, leave it at that. Gosh. I think uh, I'm going to put off a lot of people off with the subject, so we we got to keep moving on. Yeah, reel it in, bro. Reel it in. Yeah, oh, that's, that's just to, to, to keep moving on so it was I think this morning I, I bumped into an incident where I saw a bunch of, it was like a, a couple and this this other white bloke he uh, kind of they're just getting into a massive argument and they were like I'm scared too and you know I need toilet rolls I'm, I'm down to my last three and the, the other couple's like no you know you need to go for get your own somehow and stuff like that and they're scared too and it was it's you can just feel the tension rising in these incidents and you can see it all over through social media that these this fights breaking out over toilet roll which is to me quite quite funny but uh it's ridiculous best way to put it um this is the thing i found really funny about it all is they weren't even it wasn't instigated through toilet rolls. The dude was literally holding kitchen towels. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sure you guys know what kitchen towels are. And wiping your ass with that is like equivalent to close to sandpaper. Yeah, it would be the worst thing in the whole world, man. It's just a step up from newspaper. <laughs> you, oh my gosh! Yeah, sure. But imagine uh, that thing's gonna clog the toilet like crazy as oh, well. Oh, for sure. 
You can only use one square, bro, on that one, maybe. <laughs> Just make a hole for your whole fist, man. <laughs> bro, you can scrunch that and you can make the most of one one square. You know? True. It's true. But that's why I'm not down with newspaper, man. You scrunch that shit up. You're just cutting your bunghole left, right, and center. <laughs> Damn, Paper bro. cuts be a bitch. Imagine on your ass. Yeah, I know. It hurts in your hand already, you know? Man. Paper cuts. I don't think people, like kids these days, know what they understand because they've got laptops now for school, right? Yeah, true. And they no more writing, man. Yeah. Can, exactly. can you guys think of another item where... Like, what is the worst case? And the worst case isn't so bad, but people have gone crazy about it. Ooh. It's in, like, items running out in the store or, like, you know, the last time something like this happened and people were going nuts. Oh, yeah. Like, items running out of store and people going crazy about it. But I literally saw just today some guy clenching onto the last pasta <laughs> like like it was his life in that fucking yeah. little packet of pasta man my bra for real i mean that's that's an interesting point as well because there's all this upset like the first thing that went out in australia was toilet rolls not yep. not food not medicine not anything toilet rolls and I have no idea why. And like everything else makes sense, like the food and sorts. And you got, you kind of want to self isolate yourself if you're that scared. And I can understand that. But toilet rolls, like th- this is where my next question is coming from, which is how much toilet rolls do you need? Like, do you use to deplete like a twenty four pack? <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that's going to last me a good while, eh? Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Like, if I recall, 24-pack for me and Jet would last, like, I don't know, like maybe four months or so. Which is good, right? Like, Yeah, man, that's, that's great. Lot. But I think there's yeah. other people out there that might be like scrunches or, or people that, you know, that have big families or whatever it may be. And then they, they might deplete it a lot faster. But I think the thing, I don't know, right, but I, might, I might digress a bit, but you got to ask yourself the question, who was the first person that thought that like, you know, that China made, maybe this is maybe assumption, but who's the one that actually thought that China was the one that actually made a toilet paper? True. So just to go back, and this is from what I recall, I might be wrong on this. Um, the reason why toilet paper was targeted so uh, fast was basically um, they used the same materials of some sort for the face masks and because face masks were being run down they were using the the toilet roll paper material as a way to create face masks okay okay so So we're idiots out here also thinking they can just wrap toilet paper around their face and it can be a face mask? Well, if we go down that path of the topic, really, it's basically uh, what is the purpose of the face mask? And it'll be interesting to hear what you guys know about how the face mask works in, in, in terms of prevention of the coronavirus. Okay, so I'm, I'm probably going to go into a limb here. I think the whole idea is the face mask, like, in this, in this purpose, is more to protect you so you don't cough on other people. I don't know if it's the other way around, unless it's more yeah, of the it's bushfire. Yeah, it's to protect everyone else, man. It does nothing for you other than, like, stopping you from infecting others. Yeah, unless it's the bushfire one. Like, you know, the, the ones where they have sort of, like, ratings. When we had the bushfire, you can get, like, one, like a P2 or P1 rating. Uh, I, think the I heard those don't actually um, stop the bacteria, though. Yeah, exactly. Because it's more for fumes, right? That's the whole yeah. idea is like working with paint, working with toxic chemicals and stuff like that too. So that's, I think people are thinking, this is, I'm just making an assumption. People are thinking that that's the one that's going to stop things from happening. But in reality, okay. it's the other way around to stop you from contaminating other people. Yeah. And even the World Health Organization, I think from what I gathered, they said that people that are actually infected are the ones that should have the face masks. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the way I understand it too. Yeah, so, okay, I'll tell you my understanding, and uh, I could be wrong, but I'm not full, uh, like, I'm fairly confident in what I'm about to say. Uh, basically, the the face masks, you got the standard face masks that people wear. They don't have, like, the respirator holes and filters and stuff on that. We're just talking about the f- plain face masks. 
uh, yes, they stop the water droplets, like the big water droplets from sneezes and stuff. And when I mean sneezing and stuff, we're talking about someone literally next to you sneezing in your face or some shit like that, uh, which we'll address with proper etiquette to combat, which people should be doing. But anyway, uh, moving on with the face mask. So it will stop the water droplets, large ones that is, but it doesn't stop uh, those little micro, uh, or I don't know how to put it into scientific terms, but like the particles, it, it, you still breathe it in. Second, uh, you're correct. Um, it does prevent you from spreading that because if you cough, then it's all being contained in that mask. And the third reason, this one's a rather important one, um, is it prevents you from touching your face. So, for instance, your hands, you use your hands for a lot of things in public transport or whatever, really. And you're touching things, you might not realize it, and they all might be contaminated. Wearing a mask prevents you from touching your face. Um, and you need to follow that up with washing your hands regularly. Yeah. So that's my understanding of that normal face mask. Um, you do see, I live in Burwood, so like you see all the the people wearing like N95 masks, which is the respirator models, um, which do have properties for the, the, the kind of micro, I don't know, particles, um, because they have a filtration device inside there. Um, but... I've seen people wearing outright, like almost a hazmat kind of grade. <laughs> like, yeah, has, that's insane. It's almost like, dude, uh, we're not, we're not in a biochemical war. Here. I feel like I'm in Fallout or some sort. Well, rival, it reminds you of thing, man. It reminds you of a zombie ap- apocalypse. And you, I remember you always talk about trying to survive. What would you do in a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> well, that's completely like. I was going to save that for another uh, podcast, but like just while we're on it, it's it's very different. I mean, a zombie apocalypse the threat is, um, I guess, the breakdown of society and uh, you being bitten. By, well, you got the physical threat, right? You got zombies actually attacking you. Um, whereas this society hasn't broken down. Like, yes, people are panic buying and people are uh, acting quite, in some parts, irrational, but some people are doing the necessary measures, which is fine, um, just in reaction to this whole epidemic. Um, But it's not so much equivalent to a zombie apocalypse. So if I was a zombie apocalypse, I'd be like, fuck this. There's none of this work from home bullshit. We're just, you know, you're in survival mode. You you get what you need to survive. This is not that level. Like <laughs> I'm not saying it is, but like I'm saying like I feel like the way how people are avoiding other people and all these things and the isolation and stuff, it like it feels like it's a like, you know, if it was to happen, it's like a precursor of what could lead to. I'm not saying it's going to go to that point, you know, but like, yeah, just a sort of like idea of it. Eh? Well, my personal opinion in an emergency kind of scenario, um, let's just say that uh, there is an outbreak and I need to isolate or some sort like that. Oh, there is an outbreak, actually. I shouldn't say that, but um, what actions I might do. So first things would be like to count my current resources and you need to group up food you need to group up water you need to group up medicines and um yeah i think that's that's what i think this is all from the top of my head so it's not fully prepped on top of that uh i think you need to find a way to reproduce or accumulate these resources so whether that's raiding your supermarket or um, self-produce or I don't know, just wherever you can to acquire resources in a consistent and safe, stable manner, that's the next step. Third is the plans for the future, really. So how would you 
how do you reestablish society? How do you reestablish like making this all back to normal? And depending on the kind of threat that you're dealing with, that could be various things. Um, whether you need to create a community with people to reestablish a bit of uh, society, um, or you know whether you just need to wait out the virus or some sort like that, then it's quite you know it, it there's too many factors, and this is a very diverse range, and I'm not an expert on it, but that's my thought. All good. Yeah. All good, man. Man, I'll just stick to home deliveries, bro. Like if we got to <laughs> isolate to that point, dude, you just stick to your own house. Like you create like a clique that you know is not infected or you'd hope is not infected. Um, go communal. So you're not like living on your own and shit. Um, just get home <laughs> deliveries only and have a hazmat suit near your door. That's it. To be fair as well. Um, and this is something I'm doing at my current workplace. So I, I manage like about 36 sites and no jokes because the virus itself stays on uh, your, on things for about the length of 10 days an average, I believe um, you got to wear gloves for everything and you got to hand sanitize for everything. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a cardboard box, could be anything. So you've got to be also careful that whoever's delivering the shit to your house, you've got to treat it as if it is contaminated. True. That complicates shit. Yeah, you can see how this kind of all trickles down and you can kind of see how uh, people are kind of getting really terrified with the whole outbreak. It's uh, we've kind of moved from toilet paper to quite yeah. But like on a funny note, dude, I was <laughs> I was watching a podcast today, man, and they were just highlighting like some dumb shit that people are doing over the coronavirus, man. There were some kids coming back from schools coming out of America. And what the parents were doing, they were getting like that, uh, like that disinfectant spray. So the kids were coming out and they would stop them in front of the car, get that handheld disinfectant spray and just spray their whole face and body. <laughs> the shit that like clearly says on the bottle, please do not use on like skin or don't get in the eyes and shit. They're like full spraying it all over their face, getting in their eyes, all over the skin. I thought, man, before coronavirus, we've got a real like mental health issue going around the world, man, not just coronavirus, that's second. I know they're getting paranoid though, because you know, like children and um, pr pretty much like, like you know, the, the young adults and with all that stuff, they they can carry the virus, and it doesn't have any effect on them. So like things yeah. like that. But but you're right. Like it's just sort of the approach that you do. Like the paranoia. It's it's insane. Hey. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I could sound completely evil, but in my opinion, and I'll probably get a little backlash for this, but. It's kind of like survival of the fittest. I mean, not survival, natural selection. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like there's people out there, and I feel sorry. I should feel sorry, actually. But um, they've got it on hold because of social media and, and how information just now is widespread. You have cases of people who believe, and I'm not joking, this is serious. Um, people are drinking like bleach. <laughs> to cleanse their no no are you yeah. serious a bleach yeah, just, really yeah bro like I remember I had to clean the toilets one time in the gym with bleach and bro it made me sick yeah dude that stuff is toxic dude, it's so that's bad. gonna instantly you to kill you yeah. and like I just, I just like people are getting this information and I don't know where they're getting it from or or how really but people really need to pay attention to the information and read between the lines like information so abundant these days because of internet and technology that you really really do need to pay attention to what you're reading and what you're doing um, and the most basic sense of that is in because uh, I'm in the IT industry and uh I work with a lot of people in the support realm of that. For instance, if I send you, hey, uh, Werner, you've won an iPad, congratulations. 
can you please just give me your credit card so I can, you know, you can pay for the $10 deposit for the delivery charge that I need to send to you? 100 percent i'll give it to you man you know what i'm gonna do you call my house i'll give you my password to my internet so you can on my, my computer so you can access it because i have a um, windows issue no you know how it is bro. yeah but that's that's exactly it. it it's like you need to really think about what is happening and like how this is going to affect you so a lot of the information out there it's you got to be quite careful, and, and especially with the virus. I mean, uh, I'm, I kind of find it funny, but I don't know whether it's true or not. It's like people pointing fingers, whether the US started it um, or China started it, and whether the virus. And there's so much information out there. It's just it's very uh, muddled. And that's the age we live in, eh, Chris? Do you agree with that? Like information age? Yeah, hard, man. And you know how I'd actually combat this, like people going nuts over dumb shit? I would combat it by like putting a stigma on it, um, like getting people who are influential to come out and, and literally put a stigma on it. Like our research shows that people who are going crazy over buying toilet paper are associated with lower IQ levels and poor education, <laughs> right? And then next minute, you're at the shop. And you're holding three packs of toilet paper and your mind is like, bruh, everyone thinks I've got low IQ. Like everyone thinks I'm a dumb cat. Like it adds like an extra layer of like social anxiety to doing something that is clearly wrong, but your brain doesn't process that it's wrong because you're paranoid. But oh, like, you just got to add a stigma to it, man. So just Dude, get people I had that same normal. assumption as well, bro. I agree. Like, I, I hate to say it, but like I had that assumption in my head as well, like thinking of that point. Not, not the whole stigma, but the idea that what you, you connected towards that stigma, but um, you yeah. know it's a speculation, right? But I, uh, I I don't see a lot of rich people punching on you know, but they probably have my, my, my whole opinion on it is how do I put this? We're talking about the stigma of uh, preventing people to buying mass toilet paper and stuff like that. Yep. Actually, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, just to, to go back to that point. So this is a scenario that uh, is it's a real life scenario. For instance, I work for a construction company and I need to go to Costco to buy toilet rolls. And I buy toilet rolls. I buy mass toilet rolls because, you know, the tradies, you know, they dump dynamite down the, the, the you know, <laughs> dynamite. They, nuke, they nuke the, the toilet. And you know all, how that all is. And so you need a lot of toilet paper, right? And you've been doing this for ages, you know, until coronavirus comes along. And all of a sudden, every other person is buying the same amount of toilet paper or I'm using it for about, you know, 50 people. These guys are just hoarding it in their houses. Now, if I were to put that stigma on them, how would I feel about that? Yeah, I guess like you're right on that, but I think realistically, if you're buying that amount, you're not doing it in person. Like you're, you're using third party suppliers, man. Like when I buy Agreed. stuff for the office, I'm buying stuff in crazy bulk, like way more than what I would buy for myself. But I'm using companies that are specific for that. And they'll like deliver it to the office and whatever. So if you, like on your example, if they're supplying for like 50 people, um, I don't think you would ever see someone like that in the shops unless it's like really an emergency, right? Like they forgot to do a run or bills aren't being paid and shit. They got to get something. Yeah. And then they're like a victim of, you know, the wider remedy for the rest of society. But yeah. There's always going to be a winner and a loser, right? Especially with capitalism. Well, this is my this is my alternative on that, and I was discussing this with Jet before, and it's interesting because this is something I think we should have introduced with our current government, which is regulation on these necessary items. Uh, for instance, in Malaysia, um, for the masks, they can only be sold at a certain price point. If you sell higher than this price point, because it's uh, marked as a necessary good by the government, um, if they catch anyone charging higher, they get a fine. Now, way I would like to introduce this, and this is my thoughts on it, is, for instance, toilet papers. Oh, let's say hand sanitizers, okay? 
hand sanitizers, you know, for 500 mil, you pay $4, $5. But then there's instances of clowns coming out, bulk buying the shit, and then they're charging it for $80, $90, which is quite, you know, we'll, we'll, we can talk into the morals of that a bit later. Either case, if there was a regular regulation or somebody that looks after these supplies that are marked as crucial for the well-being and health of the country, uh, let's say it says free $4, and then it says, hey, if you're charging higher than that, you get fined, it it deters these clowns from overcharging um, these necessary medical supplies in the event of an epidemic. Next, um, let's say, you know, it's unfair. I want to bulk buy this for myself. Well, you can bulk buy it for yourself. Just so long as if you bulk buy it, you'll be using it. Or if you want to hold on to it, you can hold on to it. But if you use, you buy, bulk buy it and then you try and resell it to people for a higher price, then you'll get fined and you'll, get, you'll be at a loss, which is the whole point of the bulk buying and reselling for a much higher price. That makes sense in terms of, uh, I guess, helping people still be affordable, make the the prices and the resources still um, available to the public, in my opinion, because right now I'm seeing a lot of cases of people bulk buying stuff and reselling it to take advantage. And that's messed up. Like, it really is, man. Like, you, you always see, like, you know, there's always good in society, but at the same time, there's always a bad, right? And that's what I hate. Like, I think the only thing I've sort of seen that I've, like, I mean, not the only thing. There's, there's many things. Is like, I like the fact that, like, Woolworths and all that, they're not giving, like, refunds back and all that as well. So, when it, when it, com- yeah, when it comes back to it, like, I really, the people that actually mass bought it, I really want, I, I hate to say it, but, like, you know, they're going to, I hope it comes back to Biden. <laughs> I'm kind of, like... I'm hoping that they don't waste the materials and stuff. And I'm kind of like imagining, like, you know, 24 pack of toilet rolls is freaking massive. Like, dude, that sits, like I said, took like three, four months. And yeah, for a big family, it might deplete faster, but that takes up a lot of real estate in whatever you live in, especially if you live in an apartment. Imagine if you bought like, I don't know, they bought like... 12 packs for that shit. You literally have enough to cover a wall and more. Yeah, I hope people are sleeping on it, man. Like, <laughs> I hope they trip on it as they get up from bed and just fall on their face. Seriously, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I'm just picturing these people. They have like these mess walls of toilet rolls. And when the epidemic is all done, and I, I hope it's done soon, because at the end of it, they're stuck with these large amount of toilet rolls and hand sanitizers and pasta, and they'll probably get sick of pasta. Oh, I hope oh, so. Man. I love pasta. Bro, but, like, I can't even go to the shops and buy carbs. <laughs> How fucked is that? No rice, no pasta, nothing. Bro, bro bread, yeah, bread was like on its last loaf. I'm like, are you serious? I got to fight a cunt for bread. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go potato, man. Let's go straight up. Potatoes potato. were sold out, dude. <laughs> oh, damn. Where are you oh. buying your shit? Bro, yeah, Coles was buying? the saddest place I've ever been to. Onions <laughs> sold out. Potatoes sold out. Fuck <laughs> ah, me, dude. You, you need to come back to the Southwest, bro. <laughs> yeah, you do, man. That's the thing, man. Everyone right? assumes that it's like, oh, like lower socioeconomic groups that are like doing this dumbass shit. Nah, man. It's the rich people, dude. That's like when they I mean. when they ranked all the Coles and Woolies that were selling out of toilet paper the hardest, it was places up near my area, man. Neutral Bay, dude. Go look up like the net worth of the average person in Neutral Bay, and they're the kinds who are selling out. Brah, you serious? Because they got those mansions with all the room. Oh yeah, you know, oh the fourth bedroom will become our toilet paper storage room. Fuck that. <laughs> they got like all the rice bags. Brah, what the hell? Oh, so these are like like people like trying to make it as investment opportunities and stuff. So I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. They just dig it. But it makes sense because you need to have money to investment. kind of uh, invest in this, right? You yeah, need if have, you're dropping like two Gs on toilet paper, you got to have some money, right? And 
Yeah, Fuck. that's where the law would kick in, but you know, like the one that um, Rival was talking about. Uh, I don't know, man. Just no, Karma needs to come that. back and wreck these kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I do hope that. I feel, well, I feel... Again, Chris is suffering right now, so I know you're going through a lot, bro, with the whole. Man, what kills me the hardest is like, I saw it go in stages. Like I saw the toilet paper run out and then it was like food because, you know, straight into toilet paper. Oh, yeah, food's important too. So food was... Today I saw vegetables. But for me, like 90% of my dinners are protein shakes, man. All frozen berries sold out at Woolworths and Coles. Are you fucking kidding me? Like my freezer's small, man. Like where are kids storing this shit, dude? Like the fucking calls was empty. It was like walking into an empty warehouse. You could hear the echo, bro. Like there was nothing <laughs> left on the shelves. Everything empty. Oh my gosh, that's that's insane, man. Ah, oh, it's crazy. I admit, like I uh, went grocery shopping today, and all the vegetables were gone. Um, and the butcher uh, already said that they had a massive line, and people were just lining up to buy a lot of meat. Which to me, I, I don't I don't know how, how long meat really lasts in the freezer for, but like, shit, that's not going to last very long. Uh, you'd be surprised, man. Like, no, my par- my mom, she stores meats for ages, eh? Oh, yeah. It'll last for a while, man. All right. Uh, it's like, I don't it's know, like chrono I'm, freeze, you know, like time freeze. That's what they get the whole idea. I, I, I'm generally a kind of fresh food person like we we generally whatever's in the fridge only lasts for like a week or less we never have it longer than that well filipinos bro are a different story i don't know about about you chris but like man we hold like we can hold food for a while hey (laughs) uh my mom's the same man like you know it's just me. I don't cook shit, dude. So I just want protein shakes. I just want to go to the shops and just get my standard necessities. That's it. In and out. Now I've got to compete with hoarders. <laughs> yeah. Right. I saw people like on social media, people punching on with grannies over toilet paper, dude. I am. See, that's what, what I mean. is this? That's messed up, bro. What is this? I've seen uh, quite a few incidents. Like, there's that and... and uh, there's like the whole uh, racist thing that's going on, which I personally haven't experienced yet. But like, yeah, I'm just I'm curious. Like, I'm curious to see people's reactions to all this. It's personally, I would love for someone to come up to me and you know try to be racist, but no one's done that to me. Um, <laughs> I think you're a big guy, man. Like no one wants yeah. to fuck and, with you. And put it this why. way, rival. Like back in high school, everyone thought you were a gangster, and even gangsters would like to stay away from you. So <laughs> that's a whole other story. That's for another podcast. But you're not a person. Bro, I was at the train station today, and I sneezed. Two Chinese people looked straight at me like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Bro, so I'm telling you, like it's happening to all people. Well, that's the thing. That's my opinion on it. Like, it's not like the virus, the, the virus is racist or some shit. It's like, this is affecting everyone. Well, yeah, you know what? It's crazy because like, I remember watching, these are the more of the earlier days, like maybe two weeks ago or something. I saw a, like, I saw a video of Filipino getting beaten up by Italians in Italy because they thought he was like Chinese and stuff. Bro, you know how dumb saying? is that? And Italy's number two in cases, man. Number three, Iran. Out of the top three, two of them are white countries. Exactly. And that's insane, bro. Like, you know, it happens to everyone. And obviously people talk about the origin and stuff, but that doesn't, you know, like a disease doesn't like, you know, in that sense, it doesn't really distinguish race, right? So. Didn't swine swine flu come out of America? So it's not like other countries can't make it, you know? To me, this whole thing is is quite, not to put grim kind of depiction, but it's kind of sad to see how the world has kind of uh, kind of formed uh, lately. Like a lot of it is di- like dividing the world, whereas maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago or even 15, we were seeing a lot more work together kind of uh, intentions, I guess, the, the best way to put it. Like I just feel like everything's just so disconnected now. Everyone's battling to for their own independence and trying to take advantage of each other more than everyone trying to work together. 
it's just been bringing back to the coronavirus. I even heard that the that countries are trying to race to find the uh, antidote and <laughs> paint in it. Dude, that's sad. And the vaccine actually takes a while to figure out. It's not going not yeah, to find hard. it straight away. So, because I think the whole idea behind the coronavirus is that it's sort of like a new strain altogether. So our body is not even used to it. Like compared to the, the, the common flu, we've dealt with like a, a mutations and stuff. But this coronavirus, this is what makes it a bit more scary, you know. And the the death rate's a lot higher too. Like I think with the common flu, it's like 0.1 percent. But there's been like okay, I think the figures in terms of the coronavirus like goes from like one point something to three point something around that range. But you can see it's actually like more than 100 percent jump. And the fact that it's a lot more contagious compared to the common flu. That's what that's what that's what makes it scary and stuff too. So I think that's the reason why they're talking about like you know flattening the curve, isolation, no more big events over five hundred and stuff like that too. So yeah, man. Uh, from my understanding, the flattening of the curve is based on um, not overloading the medical system. So if this is the whole reason why currently they're doing all those uh, five hundred the big events where a large got a crowd gathering and stuff like that so basically if uh let's say you know someone attends these large events it spreads like it will spread like wildfire in a large gathering and what will happen then is you have several like several cases pop up and then you have a medical system that's not going to be able to accommodate these people and then what you have is delays on not just people with coronavirus, you have delays on people who have flu, people with every sort of medical assistant, uh, anything where people need medical assistance with. And what they're trying to do is with that flattened curve kind of thing is stretch it out. So the less people, um, the less this virus transfers from person to person, um, people, the, the medical system can accommodate. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so it's that people can still receive the attention that they need at a reasonable amount of time instead of, uh, you know, kind of having all the all in one mass group get infected. And emergency is already full as it is, man. Like, you know, we're coming up like other injuries and stuff too. So, yeah, I, f- I feel sorry for like the nurses and the doctors right now, man. They must be copying it so hard because like it's Smash. hard for a doctor to, you know, to even take yeah. leave. Because if they take leave, they have to owe a doctor another favor and stuff too. Like, so yeah, they're getting pumped for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very tough. Um, do you I all know that things? I'm actually doing a quarantine? What? What? Yeah, <laughs> y'all didn't even know that, man. <laughs> Tell me, quick, quick story, man. I'm actually, I spent the last week at home. Oh, bro. Crazy. Yeah, I'll tell you what happened. So I go to, I learn Mandarin on Mondays. So there was, the school reached out to us last Monday. Sorry, not last Monday, the one before. Um, and there's like, look, someone in the school has come into contact with someone who has the coronavirus. And so we're going to have to shut down the school just as a safety precaution. Um, because they obviously like to go to the same place. And then they told me that. I was like, oh, okay, you know, a bit concerning. And I was smart enough to tell work, right? Dumb idea. And they, like, sent me home instantly. Like, all right, go home right now. And then they sent me home, and they, like, uh, sent out all these emails, like, oh, you know, someone else, staff has come into contact with someone else who has come into contact with someone else who has the coronavirus and people going crazy, like everyone's working from home for a week, right? And they were smashing me like, oh, you need to get medical clearance. You need to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, bro, you can't. Like, where are you going to go get medical clearance, eh? You're not going to go to your GP and be like, bro, oh, you know, I don't have the corona. Can you give me a certificate saying that I don't have the coronavirus? Some dumbass shit. Anyway, because you can't just like go to a hospital and like, oh, bro, can you test me? They only test people who actually have symptoms. Like they're too overloaded to be testing any random off the street. Anyway, so I'm at home and just yesterday I received an email from our building manager. And apparently someone in my work building in the floor right above where I work has been confirmed with the coronavirus. 
So oh, my whole office emptied because of me coming to contact with someone who had contact with someone else. As it turns out, this whole time, someone in my goddamn work building has the coronavirus. So people go crazy over nasty shit, but the point is, like, you never know, like, the person right next to you could have it, but, like, not even show symptoms. Like, that's how viruses spread, right? Like, exactly. And yeah, it's pretty scary, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, and I think that's the thing. Like, it might not affect you, but it's the fact that it has the capacity to actually kill someone else, like maybe an older yeah. person. Or um, well, it's kind like of that. uh, that's the thing. <laughs> my uh, my mom told me when I came back from Malaysia. She told me not to see her. <laughs> yeah, she's always calling me and asking me if I'm going to come visit on the weekend. And uh, I remember when I came back, she's like, "Now nah, don't come. I don't want to see you. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. We'll Skype, bro. We'll Skype. <laughs> yeah. your, your own mother, bro. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, it was, it was oh, I, I was like, okay, it's, you know, I, I didn't see it uh, this weekend either because, I don't know, it was, I felt a bit more scared than usual. Um, admittedly, it gets to me as well, but it's just more... I'm not, I wouldn't say I shouldn't feel scared of getting the coronavirus, but I'm more worried if my mom gets it because she's Uh, got a lot more uh, health issues than I do. I'm sure that if I get it, I've got a fairly high chance that I'll recover from it. Um, The recovery, just to put a bit of a positive note on it, it seems like the recovery rate is fairly, there's fairly higher in, in, like a healthy young adult, then obviously the elderly and people with um, uh, kind of degraded immune systems yeah. and sorts like that. So I'm fairly confident. But another point to put out is what I've heard of the virus is that it's it feels like uh, you're drowning. It's um, pneumonia, like similar to that. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, oh, this this took a, a massive turn into seriousness from wiping our ass with toilet. Like today, I learned what scrunching toilet paper is, <laughs> and what was the other term? Is the term that you put the the island of toilet paper? You so line the toilet. Yeah, you yeah. Line the toilet. Yeah, 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 that's a thing, man. I never learned any of this shit. I don't know where you learned this. The thing is, man. Like my work has three cubicles, right? And you know straight away who's lined it and who's not. Because when kids come in and it sounds like Niagara Falls, like hitting that water, like splash, 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 you know them motherfuckers didn't line it. And I just can't imagine how it feels on that ass, man. That'll be the worst. Man, I'm the scared. World. I'm scared because sometimes, okay, not to sound discouraged, oh, it's going to go very. We're going back into this world. <laughs> All right. I'm just giving a prior warning. We're going to end on a happy note, bro. Yeah, we're going to end on a happy note. We're, we're, we're like pre- approaching like, bro, the time. Bro. I feel sorry for him, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best quarantine ever. Just had working from home, chilling. Like, see, yes, He's bro. working in his uh, office, man. He's must just get delivery toilet number. paper, bro. Make it happen. Yeah, I should have, eh? Dumb guy. <laughs> but anyway, like just to talk on the splashback thing. So sometimes I pee when I poo as well. <laughs> I don't want any of that fucking shit. Every time, every time I do that, you don't want that splashing back, man. Like, yeah, no, man, it's the most contaminated water <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, you do, do not want that splashing back. If it splashes back, I guarantee you, and you already know from the start of this podcast. I am fucking like I can't wait to take a shower. <laughs> You're just gonna sit on fire, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but I just I'm a germaphobe in that aspect. Man, you got to hit up those alcohol wipes when you're <laughs> wiping your ass, dude. That's next level for germaphobes, like you, bro. Oh, the wet wipes—they're sold out as well, man. I feel sorry for the for the parents and stuff because they oh, use yeah. the baby, baby wipes and stuff. Nappies. Yeah, that's all just gone. Yeah, it's depressing, man. Like, I got to order stock for my work, and I went online to see like hand sanitizer totally sold out, alcohol wipes totally sold out, hand wash totally sold out. Bro, like, are you serious? 
I can't even stock my own work, let alone my oh, so own this house. Is third supplier as well, right? Yeah, like I checked three different suppliers, man, all sold out. Like that's the scary part. See, this is the thing. People are so fucking crazy, man. They're stocking their own houses, right? They're making their own houses safe. But they got to work, right? And if they've sold out of everything and they rock up to work and work's got no supply, guess what? They're getting contaminated at work. Yeah, it's like... Dumbass motherfuckers, man. And, you know, I think I've, I read somewhere as well that, like, if everyone buys the supplies to keep themselves clean, how about all the people around them? They're going to get contaminated and have the coronavirus anyway, so... Yes, they're just going to propel contaminations, dude. They're already causing it already, man, with this, um, this fear-based stuff. And I think that's the reason why some people, like, you know, just consider coronavirus as just a flu or it's just it's nothing much. And, because, like, we have so much information and that keeps misdirecting us to somewhere else that it just messes everyone up. Yeah, people are just plain stupid, man. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I don't know how many people have a critical mind, you know, critical thinking. It's not really there. It's just zombie, you know, in the masses and just do whatever, you know, see, we'll see what, you know. All right, guys. I think we're approaching time, so might wrap it up now. Um, a few points from this podcast that I've learned is scrunching. Um Lighting to the toilet. Cheese. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, splashback concerns. And uh, to go into the juicier stuff, it's more about um, our personal opinions from from a, just a, a layman's world of the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, any uh, last notes you guys want to put? Uh, TK just signed on, so we better sign off quick. <laughs> I don't even see the chat now, bro. Ask him like, um, you know, which boy's uh, ready to go. Hard. Ask him oh, like oh, the toilet oh, paper, bro. Continue into podcast free if you want. Yeah. <laughs> we could, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, hope you can join us for the next episode, and uh, just leave me any feedback or comments, um, and I'll post them on how you can do that. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. GG, well played. Take care, guys. GG.